Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, I'm going to tell you a little bit about a vacation that I went on, that I'm on right now. If you're watching the YouTube video, you can see I'm recording in a, a unique place, Leadville, Colorado. It's at 10,200 feet. I think technically it might be 10,152. That's what many of the signs around town seem to say. And, you know, funny thing, I was recording this episode earlier and then I realized I didn't hit the fucking right button on my recorder here because I've upgraded and changed recorders. So anyway, this is a redo. Maybe I'll do it better this time. At least now we actually have audio and I see that it's recording. So just a dumb mistake. feel a little silly about it, but I am in this beautiful place, so I can't get too upset. I will tell you a little bit about this vacation, a little bit about where I'm staying, some of the adventures that we've been on here, and I'll talk about affiliate marketing too. I know that's why many folks are here. Sacha sent in an email about a traffic decline that he has experienced, or she, I'm not sure, he or she has experienced, or they, whoever this person is, Sacha, and that traffic decline hit around April 14th, 13th, 14th or so. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then I will also let you know about a featured age domain. So that's going to be coming coming in the mix as well. And because I screwed up the recording earlier, this might be a tighter episode. We'll see. Because I'm sitting here in the sun and I know the people on the podcast can't see me, but the sun's shining right at me and I have this fair skin, a lot of freckles, honestly, a whole lot of freckles. And I shouldn't, I mean, I put sunscreen on, but I shouldn't sit here and get baked. And well, the good thing is it's a little bit less windy right now than it was when I was recording before. But it turns out these microphones and this kind of setup, it could be kind of noisy and a little windy and it still sounds pretty damn good. I mean, I'm sitting outside and I can hear people talking over there, but you can't hopefully. All right. So we're in Leadville. It's a couple hours from where we live in Longmont and Leadville is an old mining town, very historic. They have some famous visitors who came through town like Doc Holliday. I think uh, Molly Brown maybe lived around here. Yeah. Yeah. She lived here for a while. I think Oscar Wilde passed through town. I can't, I don't have my history book right in front of me here, but it's a very historic town, big silver town in the late 1800s or so. And now it's a mountain town. It's over 10,000 feet. So it's kind of, kind of unique in that way. And the two mountains behind me are the two highest in Colorado. There's Mount Massive over here and then Mount Elbert, which is the highest mountain in Colorado. I think they're pretty close together. They're both over 14,000 feet, but I can't remember the exact elevation, but it's been absolutely beautiful here. We have gotten a decent amount of snow, which I guess I'm a little weird. I don't really like hot weather that much or humidity. Beaches are fine and I actually really enjoyed Hawaii when I visited, but I'm much better in cooler weather, especially snow. I don't mind it so much. It has been a little muddy as it gets to be in the spring in these kind of climates. So 
we'll get a few inches of snow. Like we got six or eight inches the first day we were here. And then it pretty much melts and everything gets a little muddy. Of course, on the northern facing uh, hillsides and stuff, there's a lot of snow. People can probably see snow right behind me here. On the south facing hillsides, it's often completely melted. So kind of interesting in that way. We have a VRBO here. It's way bigger than we need. It's like a three bedroom, two bathroom. And there's just two of us staying here and a dog. But we usually like to get a hot tub. And sometimes, in a, especially in a smaller town like this, you don't have as much variety. Like, I don't think we could have found a spot that was kind of the right size. So anyway, you just end up with a whole lot of space and it feels a little wasteful. But we come up here for uh, sort of the quiet and getting away from town. We didn't unplug, but I didn't do really much work at all, maybe a couple hours total. And it was like fun work, working on the new podcast with Carl Jensen. So I was doing a few housekeeping admin things with that. So just fun stuff and hot tubbing. You know, we, we try to get a hot tub, really nice places. I think it's brand new, very new spot here. One, one funny thing is they have, uh, they had a couple coffee makers, but the one that was on the counter was, it's a bun brand, B-U-N-N. And I was like, oh, I've seen these before. It's kind of big, kind of hefty. And I tried to, you know, I've made a lot of coffee before. So I knew the mechanics. I put it in the coffee filter and water and it basically just like dumped cold water onto it. So I thought, this is, this is odd. I, I'm not sure what is going on here. And then I looked again and I was like, oh, these are like the commercial grade, huge coffee makers that you see at restaurants. So you have to let it heat up for like 15 or 20 minutes before you run the coffee, but it'll make a pot of coffee in about 90 seconds or so. So that took a little bit of getting used to. And they had another, uh, like a, a normal coffee maker, a normal consumer brand, but they must have like big parties here or something where they have, you know, 15 people and they need to have a shitload of coffee or something like that. But anyway, I figured it out. Turns out the coffee is really good once you let it heat up, once you let the the maker heat up and the coffee uh, pot and the whole system to heat up. And really it is commercial grade. I don't know. And the views here are ridiculous. So the first day after that pretty significant snow, I just peeked out the window and it looked pretty much like this. We have these awesome snow capped mountains and there's snow like oh not just capped the whole <laughs> mountain is covered with snow and just amazing from 80 percent of the windows here you can just look out and see this amazing view in fact we you know walked up the hill we've hiked all around or walked along the roads and there's a like a beltway bike trail which is mostly covered with snow where we're at up here but it's a, it's a good spot. So we've walked around and we're actually really close to where the landfill is. So we drove up to kind of the end of the road where the landfill is, turned around and just blown away by the views. Cause it's kind of up on the hillside, like a little further away from town. And the views from the landfill are better than like most resorts that I've been to. I mean, it's ridiculous. And there's, you know, trash and a recycling center and it's kind of an industrial looking spot. And I mean, it's the landfill. It's where people throw their trash away and it's literally better than a lot of places that I've been. 
It's ridiculous. Okay. All right. Sacha has this question on the traffic decline. And we have 30 to 40% of the traffic has decreased. And the site is mostly informational posts. So Sacha mentioned that uh, he didn't think, he or she didn't think that it was related to the affiliate review update that came out not too long ago. My question back, which I haven't heard from Sacha yet, is around whether or not the traffic decline is for the informational posts or for your affiliate review posts. So that's an important distinction. While the update is supposedly targeting review sites and potentially those specific reviews on those sites, we don't know exactly like what happens, right? Sometimes the intentions don't match up with the results with the algorithm updates and things have to be tweaked. The other thing is Satya may have, say, 90% of the traffic going to review posts. And even though most of the content on the site is informational. So that said, if you're losing traffic to the review post, then it makes sense that you actually were impacted by that algorithm update. So you just have to look at that. And if you're not sure, if you have Google Analytics running, most of the default reports will give you the information that you need. So I think that that info is in, I think it's behavior and then content. So you can see the specific URLs of the traffic decline and get more information from that. So Google Analytics is your friend. I didn't take any courses on it or anything. I just click around and figured a few things out over the years. But if you are not savvy and you don't know where to find information on Google Analytics, take a course or something. I'm sure there's free courses that you can take on Google Analytics. And you can also probably just watch YouTube videos, search for it. But something more comprehensive may be good because I think that's sort of the case where you may you may want to have a high level overview because you don't know what data you might look for in the future. So if it's just sort of in the background and you know it's available, then you're able to uh, obtain that data whenever you want to look for it, or at least you know it's available in Google Analytics. So take a course if you don't know how to do that stuff in Google Analytics. Satya mentioned that... He doesn't know what to do now. He proposed three different areas. So one is to work on the site. Two is to wait. And three is to focus on another site. So really, it just depends on what you want to do. There's no wrong answer. I think in any case, someone could provide like a rationalization on why they wanted to do a certain thing. So if you do find that your site was impacted because most of your traffic is lost from those, I guess, affiliate reviews or other product-related content, then there's probably a good argument that you could spend time improving those posts and spend time creating original content. I mean, the word on the street, or at least what what we're told is uh, reviews with original content are going to be favored versus like regurgitated content, which is very common. I mean, a lot of the templates that we refer to for our writers, it's telling them to go do research on other review sites 
and then you end up with very derivative content. Sometimes there's an original take here or there, but most of the time it's pretty derivative. So I would, I would go have a look there. Um, from that standpoint, improving the content might mean adding some FAQs. My friends over at Niche Website Builders have an FAQ service and you can get my discount code and save a little money, get a little more content depending on what you do. You can also try to take more original photos and images. And I would say, I mean, I haven't tested this, but I would say you don't necessarily have to have pictures of the specific products that you're reviewing. I think just publishing unique images probably is helpful. So you can take them on your phone, you can take them with nicer cameras or whatever, but having unique images that are not the same stock images everywhere probably goes a long way. Again, I haven't tested that, but I have a feeling if you had people doing an activity associated with the product, you don't even have to have the actual product. You just need some unique content on your site. So that said, anything else that can add unique content on your site so it's not the cookie cutter uh, sort of regurgitated content from other affiliate sites, that is probably not going to work. So have a look original content and all the normal things, right? Look at site speed, review your keyword density, use a good on-page and uh, yeah, on-page SEO analysis tool, Market Muse, Page Optimizer Pro, Surfer, any of those sort of tools. So you're aiming in the right ballpark here. And if you want to wait, you know, some people will wait for an algorithm update to completely finish being rolled out. I think this one is probably done. I heard this one may take a couple weeks to roll out and I think we're probably through it now. So some people still wait. Things could change. Other algorithm updates could impact things. I generally advise people don't take any like drastic action in the short term. Improving content in adding more unique content, I don't put in the class of taking drastic action. Drastic action would be, you know, removing all your review posts. That's pretty drastic. So I'm not saying that wouldn't help. I don't know. But the point being, you're not uh, taking drastic action on something that you are not sure about and you just hear a sort of speculation. Most of the updates now, we're not really going to understand exactly what was going on for a pretty long time. Like we're talking a month or two. People have to go and look at a sort of larger data sets. And even then, it's sometimes a guess. And then the final recommendation there is focus on another site. So that could be fine. If you have another site that you're more interested in, sure, like go work on that a little bit more. You can let your site that was impacted there just chill, see what happens, see if other algorithm updates impact things or whatever. So like normal, the answer is it depends and you can kind of do whatever you want. So I think I highlighted sort of the, the key portions where, hey, if you go work on the site and improve areas where the site's lacking, the content's lacking in some capacity, go fix that stuff up. That's going to be a good thing. And then waiting on some of the other things while you go work on another site, that could be great too. Now I have heard, I think at least a couple stories, I haven't analyzed these case studies, but I've seen a couple out there where 
people have taken a series of steps where they were impacted by an algorithm update like this, and they went through and really analytically scoured the content. They improved it where they needed to. They got rid of content that wasn't relevant and just really tightened things up on their site. They also looked at site speed and a handful of other things that we know are generally important and Google's looking at, and they claim they've been able to recover those pretty readily. Again, I haven't looked too closely, but that's the word on the street. Uh, At least I see a couple of case studies where people say, all right, I worked on it really hard and I got my site to recover. And I'm curious out there, if your site was impacted by this April, sort of mid-April update targeting review sites and affiliate sites, shoot me an email, feedback at doug.show. I'd love to hear about it. Or if you have advice for Sacha out there, let me know. Because I, in the last couple updates, I haven't really noticed anything, which is good. But at the same time, you know, it doesn't give me as much information. Now, that said, I don't have a ton of sites. I think, what do I have, like four? Four sites, maybe a couple others that I don't really work on much. But I've been trying to thin down my... I don't really have a portfolio. I've never really wanted to do that. It gets all stressful, but I don't have much data. That's the point. I don't have a lot of data. And I think, I think that's important for anyone like trying to make claims or give advice on those certain areas. So a lot of times my advice is going to be more general. And a lot of times that means it's not as exciting or drastic, but usually it seems to have good, like long-term applicability and usefulness. So I hope that's a good trade-off. <laughs> it's not it's not as cutting edge, but it's usually middle of the road and fairly reliable. So unique content, adding FAQs, making your content more well-rounded, like that's all good stuff. Hey there, I got to jump in with a quick note from our sponsor, Otis. That's O-D-Y-S dot global. So let's take a look. So number one, Otis is a place where you can get age domains. These have links pointing to them. They have link juice behind them, and it's a great way to shortcut the whole sandbox process. You can get $100 added to your account if you join through my link, which I definitely appreciate the help. So quick note, you can go through if you have, uh, say, an industry that you're already in, you can go through and kind of start your journey here. It's very easy to get started and you can kind of navigate through that point if you want to. You could also take a different route and hop into this filtering dashboard mechanism. And let me get a quick sip of beer here. Now it seems random, but the beer actually comes into play. I ran a couple quick filters. There's a lot of filtering mechanisms here. And I actually found something pretty cool over here called Brew Public with a K. So brewpublic with a K dot com. And they kind of give you some tips about what you could do with it, but let's kind of hit some of the high points. So number one, the history of this domain is pretty nice. It was started in 2014, so seven years old. And one of the filters I used is the number of links and the SEO metrics. So I was looking for a domain authority, 
of something like over 25, around 30 or so. So we could see some of those pieces of information here. There are 91 or more referring domains, and some of these are pretty awesome. So they list the authority links here. We have Y Combinator, startups.com, Charlotte Observer, Charlotte five.com charlotte agenda i think it was based out of the north carolina area and there's quite a few pretty awesome links bizjournals.com uber.com and so on i did take a quick look at some of the keywords that it is ranking for so i'm over on the domain which there's just a a little bit of uh kind of a landing page letting you know that you can acquire the domain through Otis. So I'm checking some of the metrics using a browser extension with Mangool's tools, which is um, basically it's the KW Finder extension. It's actually ranking for Beer Delivery SF, Beer Delivery in San Francisco, Portland, Seattle. Now, some of these are not ranking like in the top 10 or anything, but it's interesting that they are ranking for you know those terms at all. Now, the cool thing, when you dig a little deeper, you'll discover originally this site was like a, like a mail order situation where you could have beer delivered to you. So the description as noted on Otis is this website featured a subscription service that involved selecting the beer of your choice, subscribing to a particular service tier or order package and having your favorite beer delivered to you. So I think there's the same opportunity for something like a beer of the month club as far as monetization. Additionally, with a general brewpublic.com name, it's really brandable. And I actually interviewed um, someone who had a homebrew associated site uh, not too long ago, Carl. You can go check out his interview. He's making about 5K a month and it's through a combination of revenue sources. So there is a little bit from courses that he has partnered with experts in the industry to create courses. He has some from Amazon and some from display ads. And there's a few other affiliate programs that he's a part of. I think you could do the same sort of thing with this site. Again, Brew Public is anything with brew is going to be pretty brandable. You know, it's about beer and you can lean on it. The cool thing is you might be able to get some other affiliate deals. So for example, if you are able to rank for beer delivery in certain cities, which the site's already ranking for some, you potentially could refer those people over to beer delivery or alcohol delivery companies in a specific area. I know here in the Boulder County area, we you can order beer or alcohol or whatever you want and they'll deliver it over here. So I know, well, back where I used to live in the South, in Atlanta, I'm pretty sure you couldn't get beer delivery. I think you can order weed around here. I mean, it's a little bit different here in Colorado. But the point is, <laughs> the point is here, beer homebrewing and all these sort of things could fit within this site. And you have several monetization 
strategies. So this domain is available right now over at odysotis.global. You can join up and get a free $100 credit added to your account if you join through my affiliate link, which I do appreciate. And thanks a lot to Otis for sponsoring this segment. It's unusual for me to record in one setting and then switch to another, but that is how it worked out this time. Number one, I was having a little bit of trouble when I was recording out in Leadville, and then I asked Sacha about some of the characteristics of the post that lost traffic, basically whether or not they were informational or review type content. So he got back to me. Now, it turns out I've traveled back to Longmont from Leadville, and a few days have passed. In fact, this week, I was judging beer uh, all day. <laughs> I was judging beer all day. The National Home Brewers competition was going on. It's actually very close to where I live. It's only like 20, 30 minutes away. Turns out people were traveling from all over the country just to come and do it, and I live very close. So anyway, I was um, drinking beer for a pretty good portion of the day. Crazy thing is we start at 8.45, really 8.30, so we're drinking like pretty big beers occasionally that early. The thing is you only get about an ounce and a half to two ounces, and you really only need about one ounce to actually sample a beer and judge it. So it's all very, it's really nerdy, actually. The point is, I got an answer from Sacha here. I am downstairs in the studio. I'm going to have a beer. Today, I drank a whole lot of American Pale Ales and IPAs. Stick with me, everyone. I'm going to get to the point. So, I don't want anything hoppy. I love hoppy beers, but I had so many today, about 35 So I'm having a peanut butter graham cracker porter, which is completely different from Denver Beer Company. Pretty damn good beer. We had a few of these in Leadville. So I'm going to pour that while I'm queuing up Sacha's information here. You can hear the porn. All right. So let's see what Sacha had to say here. And you too can send in your questions, feedback at Doug.show. Satya says this, Hey Doug, the traffic has been down for pretty much all my articles from around 30% to 50%. I don't have a lot of review type articles. My two most popular money posts, Best X for Y, did lose traffic, but all my info content did as well. So I'm really confused because my Amazon earnings didn't drop that much. My average position in the Google search console went up while my impressions and traffic tanked. So overall, I don't have grand insights. With these updates, and I mentioned it before, really there's probably a combination of things happening. So it's really unusual for us to say, you have too many keyword rich anchor text links going back to your site, like uh, some of the other updates in the past. 
sometimes it was just one or two things. You could fix those things and perhaps you could recover your sight. Now there's so many things going on. It's really hard to put your finger on it. And if someone does come out and say it's X, Y, and Z, and if you do this, you'll fix your problem. And they tell you that within the first couple of weeks, usually they don't have enough data to even make that claim. It's probably just a coincidence if they have any kind of case study information to even share around it. So with that said, I can provide a little bit of insight based on a couple of things that you mentioned. With the Google Search Console, if your average position goes up and your impressions go down, that usually means that you're not ranking for as many long tail keywords most of the time. So your overall number of impressions will go down quite a bit. But since you're not ranking in those low positions, say, I'll just make it up arbitrarily, 50 plus, so you're not ranking in that 50 plus position for these kind of obscure long tail keywords, then your average is going to go much higher because you have all those very low 50 or higher. We're getting a little confused with uh, how I'm describing the positions here, but say you just got rid of a bunch of positions from 50 to 100. So your overall position average is going to be a much lower number and you will rank higher. So maybe you rank a lot more in the top 10. So that's why that happens. Now, as far as why you didn't drop in earnings more, well, I'm not sure. You, you may investigate the individual posts that are bringing in the bulk of the revenue and see how they dropped. Maybe the traffic that they lost was not converting that well. Maybe it was, you know, traffic that was too long tail. It was a wrong kind of traffic, something like that. So it, it's really, it's really hard to say until you go look at the individual posts, analyze what revenue you think might be coming from those posts. And I'm not saying that you have to track by like tracking ID on individual posts or anything like that, but you could just kind of have a look and see as the trend goes on maybe Google Search Console, how the keywords that were bringing in traffic and that aren't now versus the ones that are still bringing in traffic. And maybe you can draw some correlation. It won't be exact, but it can help you get a better idea of what's going on. Let's try the spear now. It's definitely much different than all the IPAs I was drinking all day today. If you have any questions on things like this, Google updates or specific things on your site, feedback at doug.show would love to hear from you. And I'm going to send it back to myself in Leadville. All right, I'm going to digress a little bit more on this Leadville town. So if you're in Colorado and you're like, I want to like kind of get away from it all. I want to get into the mountains, but I don't want to be like in a resort area, Aspen, Vail, like some of the more, I guess, popular ski areas that will have, I don't know, just actually more expensive shit and like celebrities hanging around and that sort of thing. This is a, a spot where 
people come for outdoor stuff. There's a lake called Turquoise Lake, just a couple miles away. So there's some uh, ice fishing that was going on. Honestly, it didn't look like there was much uh, water or ice in the reservoir area there, but it was pretty cool. We we walked around and it was amazing. I mean, just there's so much snow. There's so much snow up here, especially in Longmont. I think it, it's been in the 70s. It's been fairly warm this week. Now, they, they got snow down there in Longmont too, but it warmed up a lot more because they're not is high in elevation. They're about 5,000 feet. So give a shout out. None of this is sponsored. I just kind of enjoy this town. So we went to eat at the Tennessee Pass Cafe. Pretty good stuff. They had one of my, I guess, yeah, one of my favorite beers. It's uh, Sweetwater 420, which now makes it all the way out here to Colorado. So on... April 20th on 420 day, we ate a Tennessee pass and I saw that they had Sweetwater 420. So I got a pint there with lunch. We also ate at a tree line, which is a, a cool little restaurant in the middle of town there. And they have a rooftop uh, seating. And we thought oh, it's going to be too cold. They probably don't even have it cleared off or available to sit in, but they actually did. And they had little like greenhouse pods up there where they had tables. So we had a meal up there, which was fantastic. And we had a similar view to what we have behind me here with the, you know, the highest peaks right behind me and Silver Dollar Cafe. We actually didn't go in there this time. I think they were doing some renovation work. That's one of the downsides to coming to a resort town like this in the spring, late spring is uh, this is the time <laughs> where they close stuff up to do repairs because this is kind of the down season. The summertime, it'll open up a little bit more, but Silver Dollar Cafe has been around for, I'm not hundred percent sure, 150 years, something like that, hundred, hundred plus years because it's one of the spots where like Doc Holiday played poker and there's other popular people that pass through that bar really historic town so if you're into history you would probably enjoy it quite a bit a lot of museums although i'm pretty sure that they're closed this time of year because no one's here except locals and weirdos from longmont that just want to get out of town for a little bit so it's a cool spot and i think we're probably going to come back here again it's a nice quick shot um, past Copper Mountain, if people are familiar with that, which is right off Interstate 70. So on the other side of the, uh, the Eisenhower Tunnel. Yeah. So it's a good spot, pretty fun, really, really chill, very quiet. And it's a fun town. Great views. Anywhere you go in town, it's great views. So I think I'm going to wrap it up for today. So have a great day out there and we'll catch you on the next episode.